good morning and welcome to the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast. Today I'm speaking to Greg Seller. Greg worked in the health and fitness industry for over 25 years, presenting to more than half a million people in 55 countries on behalf of companies and sponsors, including Nike. Regardless of his achievements, he had recurring questions about what life was going to be like for him at 50 or even 60 and beyond. What would his future look like? In the spirit of enough, he hacked the status quo. He literally turned his life upside down and after moving back to Sydney following 17 years in London, Greg studied coaching, leadership and mentoring, focusing on neuroscience, positive psychology and NLP. Welcome to the show, Greg. Hey Mel, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Wow, 55 countries, how amazing is that? Um, yeah, it's one of those things where like people go, oh, have you been to Copenhagen? Uh, oh, have I? I think so. I think so. You know where you start grouping areas together? So like Scandinavian countries get grouped together. And I mean that with all total respect. I know. Individual. Yeah. Punchy. It is like that, but you're, you're very lucky and you've achieved some amazing, amazing uh, business accomplishments. So congratulations on those. Yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting ride just to see where, um, I mean, I started uh, as, like you probably, I started as Group X. So I started in uh, freestyle step and aerobics days and it's been a very, very interesting and organic process to see where that that takes you and also the skills that we've developed along the way within the fitness industry have been able to take me post-fitness industry. So let's talk about that. Now, I'm really curious to know, and I know that the listeners will too, and I touched on it on the beginning, at the beginning there of the podcast, what was that moment in your life when you thought, wow, next year is just going to be like this year and every year prior to that, and where am I going to be at 50 or 60? Tell me about that moment. Yeah, so uh, I... I um weird one. I, I was quite lucky being uh, in the UK. Um, I developed a relationship quite early on with Jules Arnie, who was responsible for the Idea Fitness and Health Convention in the US. So just being able to be one of the kind of international presenters, well, pretty much if I did this year, if it still goes ahead, it'll be like the 12th year running. Um, to have that kind of cross connection with the US, I was always able to go over there and see future trends. I'd see stuff being brought into mainly the group exercise slash group training space maybe a year or two before they actually came to the UK. Um, and I'd say the same about Australia. And so I was able to pick up a few on a few trends, particularly around small equipment. And so I just became that guy. Um, and what that allowed me to do was, I guess, stay ahead of of, of any curve, I always look to what's going to be the next thing, and I have to say I've applied that to my life. You know, I get to I get to the the last quarter of the year, and I, I think to myself, well, I've got a couple of options. I can either keep doing the same thing, um, or I can try and mix things up, try and evolve things. And I, I I've seen the danger of not doing that. I've seen the danger of um, particularly people in the fitness world presenter area who are still chasing things that I think, you know what, you have such great skill and capability to be able to be doing 
more than what you're currently doing. And that's not me being kind of bitchy or anything like that. That's just like, I believe in the very best for people and I know what we're capable of in this industry. So when you can continue that, but also find opportunity outside the industry to, I guess, wow people who have no exposure or no idea what we can do. Um, I, 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 all right, looks like we may have lost Greg there on the line. Greg, I'm here. Still, yes, so you dropped out for a moment there. Did I? Yeah, but that's okay, and we're, st we're still recording, so let's keep moving forward with the podcast. So okay. just, um, that's okay. So let me just take a step back there. You were talking about, um, you know, bringing the best out of people and, and how, yeah, so tell me a little bit more about that. The thing is we have we have capabilities that I think we often underplay until it's tested outside the fitness industry. The fitness industry takes it for granted that there are a lot of those kind of, if anyone's done BISC or whatever, kind of very extroverted, high I-type personalities, people who thrive, they're very right brain with movement and coordination being a right brain function. So they, they thrive on people, they thrive on relationship, they thrive on uh, somewhat being being the show-off. Um, and so when you take that out of the fitness industry and you put it into any other industry, it can tend to, can tend to be very um, volumized. It's like turning the dial up, you become that much bigger or that much better in terms of your facilitation skills or your ability to uh, coach people or... Um, your ability to speak from the stage. So, you know, stuff that we take for granted that other people just don't normally ever come across in terms of skills, you know, we have those in, in, in abundance. So can you give me an example then? Can you share with the listeners an example? Maybe perhaps something yourself or somebody that you know? Yeah, like uh, you know, I, I delivered trainings, you know, just programmatic training, starting back in the early nine or mid nineties with Les Mills, you know, and, and and moving right through that, you know. So the idea you mentioned uh, me having probably trained over half a million people over twenty or five year fitness career, you've got to have. You've got to have developed some skills just from doing that. I mean, that that's been my ten thousand hours easily, um, and so that's a classic example of you know when you pull that out of the fitness industry and you use your ability just to stand up and speak. You know, they say it's one of the top. Um, I think what was his name? Warren Buffett actually said the ability to speak in front of a group is probably the highest leadership trait that he would hire on, and. You know, the fact that we don microphones and get up on stage however many times a day in front of however many people and don't think anything of it, you know, that's been definitely a, a skill that just can't be replicated. People are paying huge money to go and learn how to speak um, because they don't necessarily, I guess, have the skill or have the um, ability. Uh, it, it can be learnt, but you know, we're, we're doing it all day, every day. I mean, I must admit, public speaking is probably um, the biggest fear for a lot of people, um, you know, having to get up in front of a crowd. And I think a lot of instructors like myself take for granted what we do do on stage. And I think 
for some of us, we don't realize that we can actually take that skill and then put it into the workplace in other areas. I think we just get up, we put the music on and we move around and we just love what we do, but we don't realize that we can take that skill and push it across um, you know, other businesses. Um, Greg, taking a step back for a moment, now, as we spoke about, you know, you've worked with so many different people and, and across the 55 countries, your life hack program, obviously, it's been used across all those countries. Can you just tell us a little bit more about that and how you're going to be uh, implementing your life hack program back here in Australia? Yeah, so when I moved back to Sydney from about 17 years in London, I had just turned 40, so we're talking near on four, well, just over four years ago. Um, I, I very organically fell into the coaching world. So I was going to do a fitness network, was going to do a, have a relationship with a coaching company in Melbourne called Fire Up Coaching. And so they wanted to pair a fitness person with a coach and synergistically have us bring kind of coaching to the fitness industry here in Australia. And so Fire Up had a diploma of coaching, leadership, and mentoring that I actually went through. And, and as I went through that stuff, that material, I was like, it, it, I had some real drop the mic moments where I was like, this is exactly the missing piece. You know, particularly around things like um, there's a saying that Alfred Korzybski has, the father of modern semantics, that says the map is not the territory. And I think that is one of the biggest things in fitness that we do not currently get or understand in terms of how we prescribe to clients. Because we tend to go with a tell model. This worked for me, so therefore it's going to work for you. Pick up this dumbbell, do this many reps, spend this amount of time on the treadmill, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, it might work when the client is with you, but then they go into uh, these kind of black holes or dark holes when they're not with you, and that's where we see the whole yo-yo effect. I'm on, I'm off, I'm on, I'm off. When I'm off, I beat myself up. I you know, ask myself why I don't have willpower. I, you know, eventually stopped training because it hasn't worked for me or I tried that. You know, whatever one of the numerous stories the clients will create for themselves to not get long-term results. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is it. Unless the, the trainer of the future or the club of the future can't support people in the mental side of things as well as the physical side of things, you're always going to spin as a an industry, and you'll be able to tell me the um, the percentage of penetration that the Australian fitness industry currently has amongst general population. It probably hasn't changed that much. Like, do you know what that percentage is? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, Greg, but I would say that you're right. It has not changed a lot at all in the last decade. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I'll pick a number. I mean, 14% or 14 to 20% is probably hugely optimistic. Also, uh, very generous. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, and it, and it, it just, it, it won't have changed. No. Like, it seriously won't have changed. So we keep going back to the same people over and over and over again, and there is just the vast majority of Australians who are like, it's just not for me, or I tried it and I'm not that interested, or it's just not a priority in my life. And I was like, it, 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 it's because we do so much prescription on the basis of what, what we think is right for them rather than flipping the tell model to an ask model 
where you actually get to the bottom of, well, why do you feel that way? And, you know, personal trainers often joke about, like, oh, you know, I'm as much a therapist as I'm a personal trainer. Yeah, but you're not actually equipped to be a therapist. You're not actually equipped with the right coaching, and we'll take therapy out of it because it's something different, but you're not actually equipped to ask better questions to get to the root cause of problems and be able to provide people with new mental strategies that would allow them to drop old thinking patterns to allow them to change, to allow them to be more successful in the future, to have them love fitness and the results that it provides. And so that's pretty much where where I came in with Lifehack because I was like, how can I put together a program that at least cherry picks some of the very best stuff from all the coaching world and ask questions of people? And it's not just clients. It could just be personal trainers. It could be club managers. It could just be husbands and wives of, of whoever. It is for people. Ask yourself the questions that we don't ever ask ourselves or at the very least don't ask ourselves often enough. So I've, I've, I've divided it up into five weeks. The first week is awareness. You know, it's setting the intention. What's the stuff that holds us back? You know, the whole goal stuff, but moving it on from just setting goals and that conversation. Acceptance, being okay with where you are and understanding that everything right now is as it should be. Uh, second week is mindset. Third week is a little bit about health, which would be quite basic for people who are in the industry, uh, but for people who have no exposure to health, which I've come across a lot of them in corporate, um, there's enough in there for them to significantly change their practices. Week four is performance, and then week five is momentum. Once you start to get some of the wins, how do you actually make it bigger, and how do you start to keep those uh, growing over time? Even if you fall off the wagon, I think people think that there's this huge gap between failure and success, and sometimes it's just tiny. you just got to get back on and, and stay consistent with stuff. So, Greg, let me ask you, acceptance and mindset, how are they yeah. different? Well, acceptance is about, like, if you can't accept where you're currently at, if you're fighting that, then it it doesn't, there is no foundation for change moving forward in the future. Does that make sense? So you have to get to the okay part where it's like there is a sense of, um, for want of a better word, okayness around things being exactly as they should be because your life right now coronavirus potentially aside, but even some of the decisions that you're making throughout this virus and, and, and what you're doing, your life ends up being the sum total of either what you decided to do or not to do either now or in the past. So, you know, the life that you experience is exactly the sum total of all of those decisions that have or have not been made. And you have to be okay with that. Like if you can't, if, it, if, if you're at the effect side of the cause and effect equation, then that's problematic, okay? So you have to be a cause. You have to understand that you are the person in the driver's seat and not external circumstances. Some people will use coronavirus as the excuse to not do anything and play the victim. Other people will use it as a springboard to find a new way, to make sure this never happens again to them, to hustle, to get money inside gigs. You know, there's a difference between cause, I'm in control, or effect, which tends to be the blame game. 
So let me ask. So sorry. So let me ask you this: Why does a a person choose to be the victim as opposed to being the person on the springboard, and also the other way around? Well, at some point, they make a limiting decision. So just as you have a limiting belief, i.e., believe stuff that that limits your capacity to move forward in a positive direction, at some point. People have to make a decision to be one way or the other, and often it's subconscious or unconscious. They don't even know where they do it, and typically they have to go back and look at some stuff in in their past. It could be、um, a story that they continue to hold to be true that just isn't. It could be、um, you know feelings of anger, fear, guilt,、uh, sadness.、Um, you know that that. Just ride with them. Everyone's、yeah. got their baggage that they're carrying,、um, and most people will just literally pull the curtains down and never want to look at it, never want to assess it, never want to figure out where it comes from. But unless you do, it, you're literally rocking up every single day, making decisions on the basis of all this unconscious stuff that you've never really gotten to the bottom of. It affects everything. Oh, I totally、uh, agree with that, and there's many times. That、um, I wish that I could have helped people come out of that state.、Um, it's almost like you said they pull the curtain down. It's just like they say to themselves, "If I don't think about it, it's not there," and they just move forward. But they're not really moving forward because every single decision they make is based on what was behind the curtain when they pulled it down. Yeah, and also there is a different energy. There's a move towards energy or a move away from energy.、Yeah. You know, so if you if you look at weight loss, for example, you, you know you could say I want to lose weight, or you could say I don't want to be fat, <laughs> and they're two completely different energies. One,、yeah. you know, you can hear people, and I, I have to say, until it was pointed out, I was very move away from everything that I did. You know, if somebody asked me about success or wealth or Even even weight loss, it's like oh, I just don't want to be this, or I don't want to have shoulders like this, or I don't want to have to think about like bills, and I don't want to have to like look at my bank account and ever have the feeling of don't 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 want don't want don't want. And somebody just、uh, turned around and said, well, what do you actually want? And it's a totally different frame of thinking,、um, and that taps into the mindset piece. You know, people either have that fixed mindset. Or the growth mindset, and a fixed mindset really talks about people thinking that their capabilities are set in stone. That you know they can't necessarily learn anything new. They're very, very、um, threatened egotistically by any type of feedback.、Um, versus a growth mindset who says, you know what? It's not that I don't know it. It's just that I don't know it yet. But、um, stuff's been proven in the past.、Um, I've, I've learnt new things in the past, and so they look forward to challenge. Again, move towards type of energy as opposed to backing away and pulling the shutters down, which would be more of a move away from. I feel like、um, the the life hack program should be a prerequisite before you ever take a step into the the fitness industry. That every trainer and every club owner must undertake this program, not just to help their clients, but also in order to help their own staff, their own team. Yeah, for me, it would it, it would be that type of like、um, it, that kind of like twelve week 
Because everyone does the 12-week challenge stuff. Yeah. Or the 10 weeks or the six weeks. So let's say six, we'll pick six. That way we'll have more people uh, fully engaged over six weeks. You know, oh, let's do a team challenge around a six-week weight loss thing. Or we'll put, you know, anyone who wants to sign up is this much and we'll do workouts and da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, well, that's great for the six weeks. But it's like Biggest Loser. You know what I mean? I, I don't yeah. know if you know the, the like, global statistics, but it's only like 86% of Biggest Losers contestants. Once they're not on the show, they put all the weight back on plus more. And so, you, you know, it's like... Clearly, there's a bigger story going on here. You know, you could knock 10 kilos off somebody at the drop of a hat. I could knock 10 kilos off somebody at the drop of a hat. But keeping it off long term, I thought it was really interesting. The World Health Organization uh, determined that change, real change, um, particularly around weight loss, was only considered to be long-lasting change if it was longer than a year. Okay. So I'd love to find, like, if you left everyone to their, if you left all your clients to their own devices for a year in terms of training, fitness, health, nutrition, could they do it without you maintaining whatever weight you got off them initially? So if I got 10 kilos off you, would I sufficiently be empowering you as a client enough for you to maintain this 10 kilo weight loss if you never saw me again for the next 12 months? And I bet you the answer is a big, fat no. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I was actually picturing that and I was like, absolutely no way. Definitely, definitely no way. Greg, now we've just been chatting about the program, so I'm actually just going to ask you something. Let's mm -hmm. assume that um, I'm a large franchise group, all right? I get Greg to come out and do the life hack program with my team all yeah. right? and obviously you teach them the skills you take them through the process of awareness acceptance mindset health and performance would I be right in saying that I could then go out with those tools run a six-week challenge and then actually implement some of those tools into the challenge like have a an awareness week an acceptance week a mindset week is that something that I could do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, the information is the information. You know, the workbook that we go through on the training is the workbook. And I would say for any professionals out there, and that includes clubs, club owners, club managers, um, certainly personal trainers, and any staff that want to do it, what, I've, what we've done is we've used the Life Hack program and that kind of entry level. It's very... Um, you know, user-friendly and light in terms of the way that it's set out and delivered, um, I use that as a springboard into actual proper training, um, which is something the industry needs to be uh, aware of um, with Influencing Millions. And so they have an NLP, uh, Integrated Breakthrough Coach for Trainers, um, which what the Life Hack program doesn't do is it, it is it provides you with general awareness. So, you know, for, for trainers, for their members, great. If trainers then want to take that next step where they actually do strategy and they do proper NLP and timeline therapy-based techniques that can instantly create behavior change, 
then that's the port of call. That's it's almost like an onboarding and a next step into some um, more heavy duty training where they actually go through process strategies and techniques that can really, really immediately help clients move forward um, and change their behavior and thinking. Um, and so that that's kind of a future focus for me for what I would consider to be a, a future club and a future trainer is getting this kind of integrated breakthrough coaching um, certificate, if you like, up and running for the industry here in Australia and throughout New Zealand. So, Greg, let's, let's be honest. At the moment, um, the majority of people in the fitness industry here in Australia have quite a bit of time on their hands. So the best thing to be doing now is continuing education and obviously the Life Hack program would be a great piece of education. Can they do this online or is this something that they need to do face-to-face -face with you? No, so as far as life hack goes, they can go to gregseller.com. Um, they can go through the program. They can learn it. They can see it. Um, and obviously, there's there's face to face stuff that we can organise training within clubs. If they want to, like, that's for the club based stuff. If they wanted to actually skip that and head to straight into doing the proper training. Um, which is all online. So here's the thing. If they go to influencingmillions.com, so that's influencingmillions.com forward slash training, they're going to see um, the level one integrated breakthrough coach page. Um, the guy is Ben Patois, who is, um, we're working together in Influencing Millions. And this guy is seriously a rock star. So you're talking about somebody who has worked in uh, nutrition and biomechanics. He ran a lab in London. Like I went through my NLP practitioner course and my master NLP practitioner course with him recently in the US. And I was just gobsmacked at the quality um, and also his ability to deliver. So he's worked with like celebrities from movie stars to, to whatever. So Ben's delivering the course and it is online. And what it allows you to do is actually integrate what you learn into your existing business, either as a club or as a trainer to actually make more money from your existing clients. And I don't say that in a grabby way. I say that in a helping way. Um, rather than going out and trying to find constantly new clients, new clients, memberships, new memberships, actually giving true value to the people who are already there and adding this as a bolt on. So what you're really doing is you're future-proofing for the trainer slash club of the future, even on the other side of this coronavirus, um, whilst you have time, looking at behavior, looking at mindset, how to break patterns really quickly and powerfully. So, you know, if people go to influencingmillions.com forward slash training um, and sign up for the training, as you say, whilst you've got time here, you might also be able to get some, um, was it you who mentioned, like, the government funds education yeah. during, what's all that about? So, if people are unemployed or they're receiving benefits from Centrelink, what yeah. I would be suggesting to them is that they get in touch with the person who is looking after them at Centrelink and ask them what their entitlements are when it comes to education. So if you've been unemployed for a certain amount of time, 
you would be entitled to a little bit more as opposed to someone that's been unemployed for a shorter period of time. But there is a lot of education, a lot of grants out there at the moment that mm. um, personal trainers or anybody really can be getting a hold of to undertake such training. Yeah, so influencingmillions.com forward slash training. If they go to the uh, level one integrated breakthrough coach there, they can get started with that. Um, and then what they'll do is if they, if they actually sign up in the – seven-day period window after this um, podcast actually goes up live. Um, we talked about giving them a ticket to a live two-day weekend training, which will happen later in the year. We'll make sure that happens either here or in the U.S., um, but that's just a, a bonus very much so. So even though stuff is getting done online and everything's going online, um, it, they can do that, but as an added bonus, if they wanted to come along to one of the live experiences, then we give them a ticket to that at no extra cost. Um, and also Ben was thinking about and is offering a business in a box. So that is how do you actually take this from a sales and marketing point of view? How do you develop being an integrated breakthrough coach and take it into your business as a, a business owner uh, to start offering this in terms of um, additional coaching and breakthrough coaching and also for the personal trainers how do you add this valuable bow to your string to actually start making some more money and providing more value to the clients as a PT all right Greg let's um, finish off with getting some input from you obviously we're all we're all sitting through this um, coronavirus at the moment and the fitness industry is never going to be the same again it's, it's going to be different when we reopen the doors if you were a PT or a club owner right now, what would you be doing right now to guarantee your success in 2021 and moving forward? I would systemize and cement as an addition to whatever you're doing in the hard physical space. I would systemize whatever you're now trying to do to capitalize in the online space. So, you know, if you're filming workouts or you're developing an app so people could do, you know, stuff when they're not with you, I would, I would make sure that happens so that you never, ever, 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 ever put yourself in a situation again where just because the hard physical space has to close for two, three, four months that you are left without cash. I love it, Greg. And I absolutely, totally agree with you. I think uh, everybody was scrambling this time last week because it sort of came out of nowhere that we had to close our doors and it's been two weeks now and the fitness industry has changed overnight. Some people are in a good position and some people are in a bad position. Mm -hmm. Irrespective of which spot you're in, I don't doubt that Greg can certainly help you move forward. As I said at the beginning of the, the podcast, he has over 25 years in the in the industry of experience and you don't get that far with, without knowing what you do know and doing it well and passing it on to others and others have grown with great success with Greg's knowledge that he's passed on. Greg, where is the best place for everybody to get in touch with you if they'd like to enroll in either of the programs? 
Yeah, so I'll just say the website again, influencingmillions.com, if you go forward slash training, um, that's the kind of heavy-duty uh, course stuff, starting with the integrated breakthrough coaching. There's a couple of other things that they can progress to later on, but that is a first port of call. Uh, for me personally, if they go to Greg Seller, that's G-R-E-G-S-E-L-L-A-R.com, um, they'll find the Lifehack program there. And that's also the best way to get in touch with me if they want me to pop in uh, and talk about how I can best help or we can have a Skype or a Zoom chat. Um, I'm Sydney-based, so greg, G-R-E-G, at gregseller.com. So that's, that's my email. Reach out. Let's have a chat. Let's figure out what you need. Let's get you sorted. Um, you've heard Greg today. He is highly skilled. He has lots of knowledge to pass on to everybody. So definitely jump over to the website, have a look, jump over to Influencing Millions. As I said, Greg has an enormous amount of experience behind him. He's a great person to talk to, gives you the answers that you want to hear even when you don't want to hear them. We love him dearly here in Australia. And uh, it's been great speaking to you today. I know that you're very busy. I know that you're getting quite a few... Um, Zoom's happening and Skype's happening and PTs are jumping on board with you. So I wish you all the best with your life hack program here in Australia. And I know that there'll be plenty of trainers signing up for the Influencing Millions. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, having the chat. It's always great to talk to you, Mel. Thanks, Greg. I'd just like to remind everybody that today's podcast was proudly sponsored by FitRec Fitness Professionals for Registration. Thank you.